in my experience in businesses I do, I spend a lot of time in businesses between half a million and five million turnover, and it's very frequent that they are still on desktop sage, manual input, and way behind the times in terms of tapping into the IT tech capability and time-saving capability that they could be, and they're missing out on this ecosystem that gives you data to help you make better and more timely decisions on your business. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hey, Gavin here. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying the summer if you're listening to this as this comes out. Um, this is a, an important episode. It's a little milestone because it is the final episode in what has become season one of the Business Mastermind podcast. 232 episodes to, to season one. So yes, it's been quite epic in over two years, two and a quarter years. Um, but I'm changing up the format. I explained uh, something about the new format at the last uh, at the end of the previous episode and I will do the same at the end of this episode. But what I thought I'd do on this episode was share it was do a solo episode which talked to you about where in one area of systems in your business and that is your finance and accounting systems where I have seen so many businesses doing way too much manual input not using the power of cloud accounting and the ecosystems that sit behind that and also um, why you could be getting quicker data, better data, better interpretation and save you a ton of manpower time, man hours in terms of data input. So what are my inspirations for this? Well, I'm working with a fantastic client at the moment, which is a family firm of accountancy practices. Yes, some of you will remember that I have an accountancy background. I qualified as a chartered accountant with KPMG way back, uh, way back when at the start of my career, you know, uh, the, the first kind of uh, sheer, ser- serious job and professional education, phenomenal education. Um, so it's been really fascinating for me to immerse myself back within the world of accountancy firms and accountancy professions. Yawn, yawn, that some of you may think. But the great people, great businesses. And um, it also uh, intrigues me about, like any business that I go into, I look at where are the levers that I can pull to improve performance. Uh, whichever end of the spectrum of that, you know, from that journey from initial lead to getting paid and then the nurturing of the customer so you get repeat business, I'm look right through the stages of uh, sort of awareness and brand building and marketing uh, to de- nurturing prospects, to the sales conversation, to the fulfillment of, uh, to film- fulfillment of that sales conversation through operations and finance and cash flow. Um, um, building the capacity in the business to be able to scale it. And obviously in the book, Survive and Thrive, my book, there's a whole chapter on capacity using the scale mnemonic. So I find it fascinating peeking behind the common curtain in uh, in an, uh, a small account, a firm of accountants, about four offices, brilliant people, brilliant firm. And what I found there 
was very similar to what I found elsewhere in many of the businesses that I'm working with. And that is, there's a huge amount of manual inputting around finance system. Manual inputting of purchase invoices, of sales invoices, rekeying and typing stuff in. And it surprised me, and but also it told me that you don't know what you don't know. Sometimes you're just not aware whether you're a business owner of all the things. You've always done things the same way. You have had sage in your business, no doubt, for donkey's years. That's the way it's always been done. And sage go into the cloud, but they've just kind of adapted or tried to adapt their product for the cloud. But it isn't really cloud accounting built from the ground up like you have with Zero and QuickBooks. So... I'm coming at this not as a, you know, uh, an old accountant, reformed accountant who loves strategy and all that stuff. Um, Got to drone on about IT and finance systems and accountants. I'm coming at this about how can I help you save money, reduce man hours in your business that you can better use to focus on better quality data quicker so that you can interpret that management information in a timely fashion to make better decisions. Hey, we all know, you may even fall into this trap, that so many business owners manage their business by the amount of cash in the bank. The slightly more sophisticated uh, business owners will manage their business not only by the cash, but they'll also look at the profit and loss and they'll get uh, annual accounts. But really, that's too late because of the time your external accounts produce those, you're nine months after the year end in often cases. Some more will manage profit on a quarterly management accounts basis or even monthly management accounts basis but often those monthly management accounts are still delivered two or more months after the month end and the data is often out of date by that stage the even more sophisticated owners have management accounts within two weeks of the month end and they're also managing it by increasing the value of the balance sheet because they're building a business with an exit in mind and they know that they need to build that balance sheet value so i'm coming at this as a from a point of view saying hey take a look at these aspects of your business and your finance system there's a whole new world out there i'm going to show you now how to reduce the manual impact and how you can move away from old-fashioned systems into the new world i do i'm going to talk about um different tools i don't have any affiliation with any of those tools i have used them out of uh, experience i've used them with clients that i've worked with and i've massively saved them rev you know cost and time within their business so cloud accounting so how we all used to work you used to have uh, a software on on the desktop of the computer in the office of your bookkeeper of your finance person in your team and there was a, in order to be able to use what was typically Sage, you probably had to have an, an AAT or equivalent qualification to understand bookkeeping, double entry bookkeeping. You had to have some technical accounting or bookkeeping knowledge to be able to do it. And that software, you had to pay hundreds of pounds to buy it. If you ever wanted an upgrade, you'd pay even you know hundreds of pounds more. If you had more people in the business, you had to get licenses for those. And the incremental cost of getting more licenses was again to the tune of hundreds of pounds. And um, I think history is full of stories of businesses that had a market-dominating position for a period of time, which um, basically fostered arrogance and lack of innovation and lethargy. And in my opinion, um, you know, that big market player of the past, Sage, has fallen into that trap, in just my humble opinion, and I know there's many out there would also concur. 
Then the new kids on the block that have come around with cloud accounting. So it was built to be accessed by a browser or an apps right from the get-go. But they've also built, whether it be Xero, XERO, or QuickBooks, are the two market leaders. There are others, um, such as Cashflow, spelt with a with a K. There are others, but the two market leaders are Xero, XERO, and QuickBooks. And if you're in a small business and you're turning over, uh, you know, sub five million these tools are fantastic they have bolt on modules well first of all how do they save data entry you pay and and, and well cost you you're paying nine twelve pound a month to be able to access those you can link your bank accounts to these um, cloud accounting packages so you get automatic bank fees straight into your bank so you're saving the keying or the importing of your bank um, statements your bank transactions but and um if you then they're much more intuitive to use you don't need to have done the bookkeeping and uh qualification or understandable entry bookkeeping they're much more intuitive to use but also the other area where they save massive amounts of time is through removing a great degree of manual input the thing you get within this world of cloud accounting is a whole ecosystem of other apps and software that really help you get a massive it will provide massive bang for your book so one example is uh, a tool that enables you to avoid inputting purchase invoices and purchase receipts is a business or a tool or an app called Receipt Bank, re- relatively recently rebranded as Dext, D-E-X-T, was known as Receipt Bank. Um, there are competing uh, tools called AutoView and Xero and QuickBook in their apps have something that has the same functionality. And basically what they do is if you get emailed, let's take the example of Dex, formerly Receipt Bank, if you get emailed a purchase invoice, like I do in my business, I forward that straight to my own email address at Receipt Bank and um, within five minutes that invoice is inputted and is live on my Xero. Um you, if you go, you know, you you, you buy some fuel at a, at a garage or at a petrol station. You're, you're buying uh, meals, subsistence when you're out and about. Any sort of expenses from the post office or postage. You get a receipt. You take a picture of it with the app. Uh, you can classify what account code it could be because it links again to your zero. So it pulls down all your account codes, your nominal codes of zero. You can you can code it on the app and bang that goes off to Receipt Bank to enter all the details and it's live within zero, within two or three minutes, four or five minutes. You've got two choices. You either it automatically publishes Receipt Bank automatically publishes to zero and QuickBooks, or you can go down the Receipt Bank portal, the Dex portal, and you can actually say yes, that's the right coding. Now I'll correct that coding, and then you press the button to publish it to QuickBooks or to zero. The key thing here is you're saving a stack of time. You're saving a stack of time by somebody else doing all of that manual input. The only slight flaw with tools like this, whether it's the app on the the receipt aspect of the app on Zero, QuickBooks, or Receipt Bank, or Auto uh, View, um, it's Auto Entry. I beg your pardon, not Auto View, Auto Entry, is that um, if you want to code different line items on your invoice to a different nominal account codes gosh this sounds too geeky doesn't it um receipt bank doesn't give you the functionality to be able to do that it just puts it down all under one code so you may have to still manual input some bills but nevertheless it can save you a fortune 
But within this ecosystem, there are all sorts of other apps that link in to the cloud accounting tools like Xero and QuickBooks. So if you've got an EPOS system on the tills in your retail business or your takeaway restaurant business, you can get direct feeds from those straight into zero into QuickBooks. If you have an e-commerce business or e-commerce component to your business, the sales from that, sales from your e-commerce sales on your website, from your Amazon account, from your eBay account, all can be fed directly into um, zero. Your transactions on PayPal, PayPal, uh, just like your main traditional bank accounts can be direct feeds, you can link your PayPal account as well. So again, that's already inputted into zero. So it becomes, or QuickBooks, it becomes relatively easy to get all the data in, much more time efficient. So you can reconcile it off and save time and money in terms of the bookkeeping costs in your business or save the amount of cost for your uh, you know, external bookkeeper or accountant. There are other tools within the ecosystem. You know, what's what's the point of doing all this inputting of the data or, or, or doing it automatically? Well, it's to tick a box with a tax man, but it's also to give you financial information so that you can make a decisions about which products are profitable, which are not. Um, do you need to raise your prices? You, you want to know whether actually you're being busy fools or whether actually you're being really focused and strategic in your business and where you're putting your time, energy and creativity into where you're going to make profit you know turnover is vanity profit is sanity so where a lot of businesses don't have is the interpretation of the data so there is another aspect to this ecosystem which is great dashboarding tools quickbooks it's pretty good on dashboard right no it's not it's okay on a dashboard zero is improving but it's got more to go on the front end dashboarding what i mean by dashboarding i mean like pie charts and graphs and visual representation of the data you're counting data to help you make decisions particularly if you're more visual orientated but you can use uh, tools like um fathom hq f-a-t-h-o-m fathom hq which is a brilliant bolt-on and link to QuickBooks and Zero that does this amazing front-end dashboarding and analysis tools around your business, providing graphs and key ratios of the performance of your business. It's the kind of stuff that corporates get their financial controller to produce in their monthly management information pack that they present to the senior management team or the board. So this stuff is great. And again, it's for, for pounds a, a, a month in terms of subscription costs. Um, Spotlight is another example. Fathom HQ is brilliant, but Spotlight is another example that does the, does the same sort of thing. Um, indeed, if your accountant, your external accountant, sits down with you once a quarter with this beautiful report with great graphs and great in-depth analysis, it's probably been created on Fathom's or Spotlight or, 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 or more recently on Fathom. Then, uh, additionally, uh, additionally, um, cash flow and cash flow forecasting. You've heard me talk about the importance of that before. There's great apps that help you do that, that again, that can link in. You've got Float that links in with the cloud accounting tools. And another one of my favorite is called Fluidly. Fluidly has an artificial intelligent and an AI engine sat inside it that will help learn your transactions from, from your cloud accounting package from a QuickBooks and Zero, and, and it will help to forecast cash flow. Um, it's brilliant. It's the best one that I've seen out there. It helps you to scenario plan. And that, you know, so I've just talked about minimizing data entry. I've talked about dashboarding and then cash flow forecasting. There are tools linked to that. They do P&L and balance sheet forecasting. And the list goes on. It's a very potent 
ecosystem that is growing all of the time. And in my experience in businesses, I do I spend a lot of time in businesses between half a million and five million turnover. And it's very frequent that they are still on desktop sage, manual input, and way behind the times in terms of tapping into the IT tech capability and time-saving capability that they could be, and they're missing out on this ecosystem that gives you data to help you make better and more timely decisions on your business. So, you know, it's been really fascinating for me over recent weeks to see inside the accountancy firm to be able to see this issue. Um, I, just today, I was in four and a half million pound business, great business, fantastic business, brilliant team, um, old desktop sage manual inputting, um, manual systems within their warehouse. So the, the, there's an opportunity out there, and I'm sure a number of you, if you're still awake and still listening to me after I've been banging on about accountancy systems, um, you will recognize, I just take a look at it, see where you can save money, see where you can get better data, and see how you can make better decisions and where you're making money so you can put more money on the bottom line. Whew, episode 232, done, Business Mastermind Podcast. So, drumroll, what's coming up soon? Seasonal format to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Each season's going to have a theme. Season two will be starting shortly, and season two will be eight or nine episodes in it. And the theme is revive. You know, you heard the book Survive and Thrive. Go to www.surviveandthrive.cc or Amazon or Audible. Loads of people loving the Audible book and even more so than the written book. Um, but following Survive and Thrive, I've seen so many people that want, you know, stand back, press the paddles, the defibrillator paddles, they're reviving after the ordeal of their last 18 months, which we really thought we'd come out the other side of, and who knows how long it's going to be going on for. But anyway, so <clears throat> I'm talking deep into with some specialists. The new seasonal format is a masterclass format. Each episode is about an hour. It's designed for you to listen to more than once because of this depth of conversation. We're talking to a sleep expert. We're talking to a psychologist about the psychology of reviving and rebooting your psyche and your mojo and how you can do that with your team. We're talking to a leadership expert. We're talking to a, a fascinating conversation. We've heard about millennials. Well, the generation that follows millennials is the Generation Z or Gen Z, depending where you're listening to in the world. How Gen Z or Generation Z can become the fire starter, the engine room to re- for the revival of growth. Um, you can hear I'm passionate about the podcast I and the, the new seasonal format. There's so many podcasts out there that are interviews. And... <laughs> I remember somebody that I know that's uh, eminently more uh, knowledgeable and successful in the, and has been a podcasting kind of mentor for me, making the point at one stage. Does the pod, does the world need another interview-based podcast? Mm. So I wanted to revitalize, revive, and reboot the Business Mastermind podcast. So a little sip of water. So that's what I that's what I've been doing. So listen out. You'll be a gap of a couple of weeks or so. Um, listen out for the launch of season two. Revive, deep dive episodes where not only are we going deeper on a subject with a real expert, but there's also going to be my editorial commentary at different stages through the episode to help draw out deeper and keener distinctions for you to put into practice in your business. I hope you like it. I put a lot of love and energy into it. It's been, it, 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 I've been fitting it in with the schedule uh, of production plus work um, and plus acquisition activity that I'm working on as well, which is uh, going very well. Um, 
so <laughs> this has been you know a few sort of few months in the in, in the making in the background we'll launch with season two revive but season three is on scaling which will come out later in the year and i will be sharing you at launch how actually you can if you want to binge like on a box set how you can get early access to season three also so my aim will be to always be a season ahead um, in the recordings so that uh, when you're listening to one you can get access to, to binge the next season ahead of time plus with extra content but more of that in the future so I want you to have a nice break if you're getting some bit of time off over the summer uh, you'll, uh, you'll you'll have no content from me for a few weeks and then we'll be launching with two or three episodes up front of season two revive um, of the business mastermind podcast take care Enjoy the any of the sun that you have with you. And thank you for those of you that are still here, that still download, that have been with me on this journey of a whole 232 episodes today. It's a real privilege serving you. And if you haven't yet grabbed yourself a copy of Survive and Thrive uh, to secure, scale and succeed in business, do so. I'm getting loads and loads of great feedback for people that have been reading it and are getting even better feedback and people that have listened to the Audible book, audible.co.uk, um, narrated by yours truly. It was the most fun part of the whole process of the book, sort of writing and creation and publishing process. Have a great few weeks and listen out and look out for notifications of and social media posts about the launch of season two the business mastermind podcast themed revive you've been listening to the business mastermind podcast be sure to subscribe rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms enjoy more success and create more impact